Welcome. You are now listening to the Anything Goes podcast with your hosts, Greg and Alex. Yo, Johnny Knoxville. What are these people listening to? Anything goes? <laughs> this is Mecca, and you're listening to the Anything Go podcast. We're talking about Check, check. One, two, one, two, three, five, twelve, fourteen. One hundred and fiftieth episode of the Anything Goes podcast with Greg and Alex. Here we go. Here we are. We made it. 150. Welcome to a brand new episode. To me, our biggest episode. I am one half your host, Greg, a.k.a. Crazy Greg, a.k.a. Pooh Bear. And we are joined by... Alex, as always. Question for you. Oh. How did you put up with me for 150 episodes? I have no idea. <laughs> how did you do it? Most of the time, I didn't. That's true. You I didn't would just put yell at you half the time. Most of the time. <laughs> Maybe 148 episodes at a time. Yes, yes. <laughs> so here we are, celebrating our 150th That's episode. Crazy. Yes, sure is. And what's crazy is that for like the past, I don't know, 20-ish episodes, me and you have been quietly talking to each other like, what can we do for 150? Yeah. How can we make it big? How can we do it? How can we celebrate it? <laughs> and then this opportunity came up. Yeah, it was perfect. And Sean came into our lives. Right. And it was like, it was meant to be. Oh my goodness. It's crazy how things just work themselves out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we could have started this podcast <laughs> on a certain date, knowing that 150 would have been now, that would have been a date. <laughs> I would go funny. back and like start exactly when we did. Right, right, right. Just so we could have 150 with Sean of Sad and Bougie. Yes. And uh, I will get into it, but I love that name. <laughs> you know I love the word bougie. Yeah, you do. I always call people you do. bougie. I'm like, okay, bougie. Yeah, you sure do. I love it. All right. So real quick, before we jump into that, mm-hmm. this episode, we're talking about Sad and Bougie's big event on Saturday, October 22nd. In Philly. In Philly. And it's Freddie D's House Party Night of Horrors. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Red Durst, Limp Biscuit, Gold Cobra. You know these guys? You ever hear um, them before? Just like sometimes on the internet, they'll just like randomly pop up, but I don't know. The Googles? I, yeah, I never really got into them, but <laughs> oh, no, no, I no, guess no. they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is craziness. Yes. Absolute craziness. 
I'm not even going to try to sugarcoat anything. You, more than me, well, before me, lost your mind. And then I did. Because I found out, what, three minutes after you yeah. did? Yeah. That this was going on. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I don't even know what to do with myself. We need to, We just need to go and we need to make this happen. Because this date, mm-hmm. October 22nd, is your actual day of birth. The day I was born. Yes. Insane. Insane. And if anybody knows anything about me at all, which many people do, two of my most favorite things in the entire world. Yeah. Limp Biscuit and Halloween. Yeah. It's and just it's wild. insane. Yeah. Like literally like my head is going to explode. It did. Combining these we were, two. I remember we were in a restaurant. Yes. Right after going to Sesame Place with our children. <laughs> Dad vibes. We're so, yes. There you go. I was like, because we're so, you know, yeah. hood these so, days. Yep. So we went to Sesame Place, took took the, the babies. And then I remember you went to the bathroom. Yeah. Waiting for the foods come. Like, well, what else am I going to do? The girls are like, you know, behaving at the moment. So I throw my phone on. And first thing that pops up. Mm-hmm. Fred Durst, Philadelphia, October 22nd. Freddie D's House of Horror, like what? He's like Freddy Krueger. Like I don't understand what's going on right now. <laughs> Am I on like a a hidden camera show? I remember you were like, ugh, I don't know if you like texted people or something like that. And I, and I come back and you show me and you're like, look at this. Oh my god, I already told this one. Whatever. And I'm like, whoa, slow down. Yeah. Can well, I read it? <laughs> well, you know what it is, right? Over the years, we've seen oh, Limp Bizkit. You know. I know. Yeah. Can't even tell you how many times. It really can't tell you. And there's been many times online where, not even just Limp Bizkit, but a lot of bands, it'll be like, oh, this band is playing in this parking lot. Right. And it's just like a silly, like, I don't know, promo that somebody yeah. just, you know, like, they just made like a whatever online. And it's like, oh, they're playing in this White Castle parking lot. Yeah, at, but really, you know, it's not happening. Yeah. And it's just like a joke. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this can't be right. Right. And then I'm looking into it and it's like, no, Sad and Bougie's doing it. And if they're doing it, it's happening. Yeah, right. And yeah, I don't know. The, the, the whole time in the restaurant, I was just like... Losing your mind. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. It was definitely nuts. And it was like, all right. It, honestly, it was thank you because it was great for me because I was like, ah, your birthday set. I don't have to plan anything. Exactly. <laughs> and every year for my birthday, minus my 30th, which we went skydiving, yeah. every other year we go to a haunted house yes. on my birthday. Yes, we do. And that's how we spend it every single year. Right. I love Halloween. Yeah. You do too. We love going to haunts. Right. There was one year though. It wasn't on your actual birthday, but it was three nights in a row. Yes. Right around your birthday that Limp Bizkit was playing in three different states. And yep. we went to back All three. to back to back. Yeah. Three nights in a row when we had work and it was Philly, New Jersey, and Long Island. Yep. Life three nights children. in a row. Yep. And yeah. Crazy and enough though, we'd probably make that happen now. Oh, Watts for sure. It could be 10 nights in a row. Well, we did there. do, and this doesn't sound like much, but we did do back-to-back week shows. Yeah. This, this tour that just passed. Yeah, we did. Which, listen, if you have kids, you understand yeah. how it's hard to get a sitter, a babysitter and all yeah, that stuff. But we did Atlantic City and then we did Madison Square Garden. We did, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Anyway. Let's get into it. Sean, sad and bougie. He was nice enough to sit with us and speak for an hour. When I was setting it up, yeah. I was like, hey, Sean, if you have like a half hour or so, 
I'd love to, you know, talk about the event. And this mm-hmm. time, he's like, yeah, no problem. An hour later, we're still going. I, I honestly, listening back, it's just like, he's one of those people you just, it was a conversation. Yeah. It wasn't like a... And I was lost in it the entire time. <laughs> I really was. He was just telling stories about Fred and just how they met and how awesome he is and when they meet and talk. And I was just like, I can't all believe I'm that saying, I'm hearing these stories. All I'm saying is I always asked you why you played Gears over Call of Duty. Uh, I did. I was like, a lot of people like Call of Duty. How come you play Gears? Biggest mistake of my life. Yeah. Wow. Very close to meeting you, <laughs> but even bigger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny. I've always said, because I know that's like, it's like Gears and then Call of Duty. And yeah. I feel like Call of Duty is a little bit more popular. Uh, I guess, but. Like overall. Yeah. But all I'll say is I'm good with the, with the smoke, grenades also. Smoke, smoke bombs. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I don't know. Oh, I love but, Gears. I can't play it. But I enjoy yeah. watching it. But maybe I'll get on on Call of Duty. That'd maybe be weird I'll, I'll to see. Try it out. Yeah. Yeah, in the spare time that we have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, all right, let's get into this interview, and we will be back afterwards yes. to talk because I have some stuff to say based on. I'm sure you do. What we said, but I will say this, Sean, you are my spirit human. <laughs> he is. I, I know people have spirit animals, yes. but I'm a bear. So I have a spirit oh, human. You're funny. You know what I'm saying? Cute. And he is absolutely, if I was like a human being and a person, he's exactly who I'd want to be. You're definitely not a person. No, I'm not. I'm a bear. I'm a Winnie the Pooh bear. <laughs> <laughs> and if I, if I was a person, he is my spirit Got person. It. Totally so, understood. For real. He's just, he's awesome. He's yeah. a man. Cool. And okay. I can't wait to like see where this goes in the future with mm-hmm. Sad Bougie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he is onto something and this is just the beginning. Yes. So, all right, let's get into it. We're going to get into the interview. Check it out. Enjoy it. If you're into going to parties and all that and just having a good time and DJ and music, and if you're into Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit, this is the place to be. Mm-hmm. This is like the event of October and Halloween. And honestly, the event of the year for me. Oh, so for sure. and for a lot of people. So make sure you're there. We're putting a link on this episode. So check it out and be there. And we'll see you there for my birthday. Two really quick things before we get into this interview. Okay, go. All right. Number one, here's a little hundred and fiftieth episode <laughs> Easter egg oh, of the Anything Goes podcast. I'm go. dropping in here. So my intro, check, check, one, <gasps> two, one, two. Yeah. Oh. That's yes. a little nod throwback to Nookie. Yes, it is. The intro. It's funny. Uh huh. Another little piece of anything goes right. I don't know whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. When you did it, I was like, "Why are you doing that? That's so weird! Like, why are you doing check one two? Like, uh-huh. what are you from the nineties? Right. And then you made me listen to this. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh wow! I never like right here. You don't say it like in the... I know, I know. You get to make it your it own. Was, yeah, you Got know, it. but it's definitely a, a, a nod to, to yes, Freddie D. Yeah. Once, it's funny because I've heard the song a million times. And mm-hmm. it's like I never... You hear it and then you don't really hear it until... You know what I mean? Right. Yep, yep, but, yep. Yeah. So funny. So that that's the intro to our podcast from day one. Yeah. And second thing I want to say before we get into the interview is that, Fred, if you're listening... <laughs> I know you went out to eat, lunch or dinner, whatever it was, with Mike Tyson. I know you did. There was a picture on the internet, and I saw it. (laughs) On the Googles. 
on the Googles, <laughs> I Googled it. You and Mike Tyson went out to eat. And I may not have a face tattoo, but I could surely throw a right hook. So Freddie D, <laughs> me, you, my birthday, Philly, let's do lunch. Yes. All right. I'll pick up the tab on that one. Okay. I got it. Oh, uh, really? I got it. You ain't never pick up a tab go. in my life. I won't even. What do you? That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> no, you may have. You yeah, may have. I might have. But yeah, let's do it. All right. It's it's on. It's out there. The challenge is set. It's it's already no. It's happening. It's already. Oh, okay. I'm, he doesn't have. I'm to glad say. you say no. so. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, all right, nice. let's get into it. <laughs> That'd be like the birthday for reals. All right. Here it is. Interview with Sean, Santa Bougie. Check it out. We'll be back after. Hey, Alex. Yeah? Tell these fine-looking people where they can find us. Well, they could find us on Instagram at anythinggoespodny, on Twitter at anythinggoesny, and shoot us an email at agpodny at gmail.com. That's right. And y'all can listen to all of our episodes on any streaming platform where podcasts can be found. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review because anything goes. With Greg and Alex. Phone home, phone home, phone home! Hey, 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 welcome to a brand new episode of the Anything Goes podcast. This is episode 150 for us here. And Alex and I have been talking for a while now, trying to figure out what we can do for episode 150. How can we make it big? How can we make it special? Well, I have to say, I think this exceeded our expectations of what we were hoping for. This episode right here might be the most special episode we've ever had, at least for me. We have Sean Sam here from Sad and Bougie. If you haven't heard of Sean and Sad and Bougie, well, you will soon enough know who they are. They are taking the music scene by storm, and they surely know how to throw a party. Sean, I know you're a busy man, but this is truly an honor to have you. Welcome to the Anything Goes podcast. Thank you, Greg. That was a really nice introduction. I appreciate that. Yeah, we are. I'm, uh, I'm uh, privileged to be your 150 uh, episode. Thank you for having me. I have to say, we've been talking since like episode 130 it's been kind of out there and yeah what should we do we want to do it big and we saw this opportunity reached out to you and we're super excited to have you on today thank you yeah so well first of all how are you how's it going how's everything things are going good uh you know i'm getting ready for uh what the music industry calls rocktober it's a busy fall and we have a lot of sad and bougie gigs lined up for the fall we have a busy weekend ahead of us uh this friday and saturday depending when this podcast airs it's probably going to be past that already but we'll be in dc and wilmington this weekend with uh craig owens of chiotos so we're kind of preparing for that we have a gig uh, new york november we have the the uh, big freddie d's house party of horrors on october 22nd with uh the host with the most man myth and legend freddie d fred there so i'm really excited for that and yeah just every day uh i'm working around the clock to make sure october 22nd is uh going to be one of our better if not best parties amazing well i definitely definitely want to get into that that's something we're going to talk about first of all i have to say also like craig owens huge fan from back in the day yeah, that's, yeah, that's big too. I've never gotten to work with him before uh, with Sad and Bougie. We, we've had a, a nice long uh, a list of special guests, so this is the first time. Uh, excited to see what uh, 
type of energy he brings. Okay, we're but very, very excited to work with him. It's not still with Chiodos, though, right? They're not still doing their thing, right? No, he's, no, he's yes. Uh, drugs? The band Drugs. Yes, okay. Got it. Well, let's start with this, because I definitely want to get into the Fred Durst. I want to get more into that, but yeah. right off the bat, Sad and Bougie. How to get started, where the name originate from. T- tell everyone what, what this is about if they haven't heard it yet. Yeah, so back in 2018, early 2018, uh, I was a talent buyer, uh, general manager of a venue here in Philadelphia called Voltage Lounge, 400 cap room, host national acts, pretty busy calendar. We happen to have an off night. We're kind of tossing around ideas on what we can fill the night in with. And uh, we were at the time throwing a, an emo night residency at our club. That seemed to be going really well. Seems like, you know, that across the country seemed to be kind of picking up kind of some sort of steam. And I was just kind of trying to think of something we can do along in that world, but maybe a little different. So. It opened Friday night. I had the concept between some friends and I. We were kind of joking around with some ideas. And the idea of maybe playing, uh, you know, rap and emo all together in one night kind of sounds like a lot of fun. You know, we like to call it twerking tears. Uh, <laughs> you got your twerks and your tears, you know. Right. And right. So I, I started experimenting a bit with it before we really launched. And we had an emo night and I would play some rap music at the they used to end around one o'clock in the morning the emo night so uh, okay. bar curfew here in philadelphia is 2 a.m so at uh, 1 a.m i would jump behind the uh the sound booth and bust open my uh, spotify and start playing you know rap tunes bangers <laughs> and stuff that makes people dance and you know and uh i thought maybe the crowd would thin out a little bit and it'd be something more just for fun and next thing you know i noticed that the crowd was not at all leaving and if anything it encouraged them to drink more and then shots started pouring and people were having a good time and i'm like man i might be onto something with this and one night we came up with the uh, name as we would stay late and just bullshit ideas and sad and bougie seemed like a name that was funny and kind of fit exactly the mold of what i was trying to accomplish we started going with it uh with our first open night in the calendar that i need to fill and first night was uh pretty decent i think we did 200 people for Hmm. a party with essentially nobody really knew what to expect they just saw like the name the branding the concept the artwork and that was enough to sell 200 tickets Um, and then once we had the video proof and people on socials talking about how fun it was the very next month we decided to uh, throw our second party and that sold out 400 and some odd tickets and then it just kind of caught steam from there with my uh relationships with talent buyers and promoters and clubs small clubs across the the country um Amazing. you know they fell on their radar and then we started touring with it so great such a good story yeah yeah absolutely you <laughs> never you honestly never really know yeah Something one yeah. day you know could just think oh this could be fun and then it just takes off Jeez. yep and what kind of work goes into putting together the events that you have? Uh, I mean, it's just kind of as I get on and as I get more experience and visit different clubs, different cities, it goes from everything from, you know, just even reaching out and finding the proper connections or finding those relationships of talent buyers, promoters that can even just one, just even give you a chance of giving your concept party, you know, an idea. You got to build a playlist. You, mm. you know, I, I like to you know also bring visuals into it. so i gotta think of what the video will look like and what the stage decor looks like i want to make sure it's a fun like i want to make it more than just a party i also want to make it like an experience you know i want to make sure everybody's having fun you're not just walking in and just a guy 
uh, behind a DJ booth. So I want to make right. sure there's things to look at, things to keep you preoccupied. So it's like build, it's building um, a universe almost is, you know, what I like to do. And as I've done more and more of these things, uh, I've I've got crazier and crazier in my <laughs> little, little set build. So, okay. you know, there's just what the universe of the club looks like day of the show, night of the party. And then like all the marketing beforehand, um, coming up with artwork, it's it is quite a process mm. more than what most people will will, will think or imagine wow i bet i'm sure i'm sure there's a lot more behind the scenes that we can even imagine and so so how does it work when you have like an idea and you want a certain artist or a band to be a part of it like what's that like to do um so like it kind of bands are so busy and it really like touring schedules sometimes i'm seeing what bands are announcing what and seeing if there's something that we can do to collab together in the same city that night. Mm. I mean, in Philly, uh, I can get away with sometimes having, you know, artists fly out from wherever they live. You know, it's a little bit of a, a, a tough hurdle when you're in Philadelphia opposed to LA and Brooklyn or New York, or maybe those artists or special guests live in those areas. So you don't really have to worry about the flying as much. Maybe right. just make sure the schedule's open. So there's a few extra hurdles when you do something in a market like Philadelphia. But I typically, when it comes to special guests, just try to follow tour schedules and see if there's anything I can build around of where they're landing. Um, and that's where after parties kind of come into play. Interesting. Um, yeah, and therefore, you know, you can kind of, you can build something from, from there and you can bring them through, have a party, and you can do it at a party expense, you know, a $10, $15 t- ticket. If I've had to fly people out or put them up with lodging and ground transport, cover all those things, costs add up, and then the party ticket price goes up. So, of course, uh, want to keep that down for, you know, for the party goers because you want to, you know, save, save your uh, ticket money for the bar. <laughs> yeah exactly and then you just hit up the, the artist directly and you're like hey come come party it's like that uh, i have some relationships good okay. relationships with with artists but um nice. also you know like i mentioned in the opening you know i was a talent buyer for a long time right uh, that was roughly from 2014 till about 2020 when we shut down so six seven years I mean, i've had good relationships with a lot of agents um band managers uh behind the scenes and you know, sometimes that's where the conversation will sometimes start. And, uh, you know, we just kind of see where things work out, you know, and hopefully, you know, when you, you get somebody who's available and interested, that's exciting. And you, you go through your options, what makes the most sense for, for, for yourself and for them, you know, their schedule, artists have crazy schedules. It's like the thing with, you know, Fred, we would have never met if it wasn't for the pandemic because of how crazy people's schedules mm-hmm. are, especially in the music uh, industry world. So, Right, right. Amazing. All right, so let's get to it. Let's get to him. You able to get the man himself, Fred Durst, to come host Freddie D's house party of horrors, Saturday, October 22nd in Philly. How did that come about? How'd that happen? Because this is like major big. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. So kind of like the segue into what I, I, I touched on when I met uh, Fred over the pandemic, uh, we, we started talking a ton. Um <laughs> He got a little bit to know about my background and what I do in the industry. And obviously, you know, everybody knows who Fred is and (laughs) what he does. So we seem to kind of have like, you know, a vibe that, you know, there's something there. We could partner together on something in the future when this world opens up. Mm. Who knows what that would be, but we'll we'll figure it out in due time. Okay. Um, 
you know, and I've gotten over the past couple of years where we've gotten really close, pitched ideas back and forth. I, you know, I, I did some uh, dates with them on the, the last Bill Sucks tour, just kind of traveling around as a certified groupie, basically. Amazing. Um, so we did a lot of talking, spent a lot of time. And, you know, one day he kind of just pitched the idea to me, like, uh, you know, I, I think I know what we can do together. What would make a ton of sense? I, I would love to do a Halloween. And at first I was like, I don't know why I didn't think of that before, (laughs) but it makes so much damn sense. It makes so much sense in the scheme of things like, you know, they just released Still Sucks in 2021 on Halloween. You know, Wes has such a, you know, he's in costume, Fred's in costume. The pieces started coming together to me where I was like, this is, I think this is where we need to go with this. We we should try this. Like, we've always kind of joked around with the idea of him showing up and just being a special guest at a sad and bougie party. Wow. But uh, I don't know if it makes sense in his world to just be like a guest at an emo and rap party. Mm. But I mean, and it wouldn't feel as special. I, I, we, we wanted to do something together, actually partner on something that was that was his. So once he seeded me that idea, he, you know, basically the ball was in my court. I uh, had some time to stew on it, to think about how that would look like, where we would do it, and then, you know, what the name would be, what would the branding look like. And uh, I spent some time tossing it around. We came, I came up with Freddie D's House Party of Horrors eventually is what we landed on. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to uh, Billy Butcher, who did all the Stranger Things, uh, Stranger Things Season 4 artwork. He wow. was in charge of making sure, like, doing all their art uh, and, <laughs> and basically... And we know how big Stranger Things was uh, this yeah. past year. So yeah. it's exactly who I wanted to work with to come up with the art. I wanted a retro horror vibe for it with the Freddy's House Party of Horrors. And, um, and he nailed it. I Fred came to Philly. We, we were hanging out for the weekend. And I surprised him with the artwork. And I was like, "Here's this is what we have. And he, he was ecstatic. And he loved it. And he was like, let's, you know, let's, let's do it. Oh, man. I'm like, it's crazy crazy to me yeah, Fred Durst like number one on the list so that's like insane to to hear and know and just it's amazing he's I mean I met him a handful of times a few times a couple of times whatever you want to say and every time he's just been so so cool so down to earth he's just so yeah, great he really is. yeah yeah he absolutely loves his fans like I've never met you know being in the music industry I've met you know tons of musicians artists even you know t- television movie stars and and i tell you what fred is like the best with his fans like i would mm. go back to his green rooms and he would have a fan back there just kind of hanging with him and talking and bullshit with him it's like what artists like just invites fans to hang out backstage with you it's like yeah it doesn't happen yeah are on, on, are on stage for that matter like we saw with the whole last still sucks tour the whole ensemble of like break stuff at the end where yeah he just invites the whole tour on stage and then like you know like a saturday night live sort of <laughs> just starts pooling it's people great. from the audience and, and starts nah. them on stage like bands don't do that no you know? and no i even for instance that's how the first time i saw you in the, the poo bear suit was <laughs> up on the stage in the chair I believe. yeah 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 um yeah and I, 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 <laughs> and then it was it was like i think that was the first time i think i saw him bring anybody on stage and then okay. i was i was at the time i was hanging i think i was talking with wes or something backstage i'm like you guys do that often he's like oh yeah yeah we're 
you know, and he's like, you know, and he, you know, Greg, he's been coming to the show since the nineties. Like, oh, man. I don't know if that suit's ever been, ever been. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just, you know, that's how personable they are with their fans. Yeah. It's, it's, it's honestly really impressive. I've, it really is. I've seen countless times of, of Fred and Wes and all of them just taking care of the fans. And one time I was at a show and it was an 18 over show and, and there was a fan, a kid who was, was there for hours and hours and he wasn't 18. Fred's like, you know, he, the kid was so bummed out that he couldn't get in because I think he was like just 17, almost 18. Fred's yeah. like, yo, I got you. And he's like, he's with me. And he walks the kid in. It's like, it's amazing. Just amazing. Always, yeah. yeah. That's really, that's honestly his friend. Like, if people don't know him. That's that's what he is. Yeah. He's, he's very self-aware of what's going on. Yeah, he's got a gigantic heart. I mean, he, you know, he gave me and nobody. I mean, you know, I, I was just doing little parties. He gave me a chance to do something mm. um, yeah. with him to collab. Like, you know, just a shot in the dark. But yeah, I mean, he's yeah. That's just Fred. It's a. It's really nice to see um, see that from somebody who's been so successful. Yeah. So, well, I'm super happy for you. This is like an awesome opportunity. And I know people, I mean, I, I know a lot of Olympusca fans and they're pumped for it. They're all reaching out to me like, are you going? Are you, you know, and I'm like, of course, come on, you know. So oh, a lot yeah. of people I know already already got their tickets and they're going to be there. So it's going to be a big thing. Yeah, right now we're already uh, halfway sold out. Amazingly, we, we, we've only announced about two weeks ago or so. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, and, and it's just, I, you know. Once we announced, it just started steamrolling. People couldn't believe it. They were just like, why Philadelphia? Why Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah. um, out of all the places. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's Freddie's been here to visit a few times, nice. you know, to hang out. I feel like it's been like a bit of a second home to him over the past couple of years. And, mm. you know, with, with my connections here and how I'm rooted here in Philadelphia, and I just think it made the most sense. It's a, it's a boat, too, which is pretty cool. Not many opportunities across the country to throw parties on a boat. So. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, I, I kind of I can segue into this. It's, you know, when we came up, when I came up with the house party of horrors idea, well, it's kind of weird. I'm saying house party when the party's on a freaking boat. Why not just <laughs> party of yeah. But the reasoning is because, like, hmm. our hopes are we want to try this out this year in Philadelphia. But next year, potentially, maybe this is a thing we can do every october this could be an annual thing where we could do it in different cities every mm. weekend uh, in october across the country and that's why i really wanted to be house party of horror gotcha. so this is kind of like a trial run okay we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes and all is well so far the response has been crazy i'm excited for how this thing is going to look i spent a great deal amount of time to try to transport this ship into like a ghost ship we have like, scare actors um, we partnered up with one of the local like hay rides um, okay. here in the area, Valley of Fear and Tree Goat. Nice. And, yep. Um, they've been nice enough to to lend us some of their actors uh, for the evening for a busy holiday season already. Yeah. Um, so we have a handful of actors, inflatables, visuals. We are encouraging costumes. So this is going to be a full-on Halloween party. We are sparing no expense. We we <laughs> want to make sure that people are like, you know what? Like, I knew it looked cool. Yeah. But this really is fucking cool. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's I'm, ex- Amazing. I'm very yeah. excited for it. Well, I'd say a passion of ours is Halloween haunted houses. We've been to countless oh, yeah. haunts up and down East Coast. We go to all of them. We've worked them. We built them. We ran them. 
we did charity haunts in our hometown, so we know all about it. And we're obsessed with everything Halloween. So to have the world of Halloween and Fred Durst like collide together, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think my head's gonna explode. Still sucks record. Uh, you, you bring out the worst in me. <laughs> yeah. And Halloween song. Yep, yep, yep. And um, for them, so it's just all, all the uh, kind of all the you know the T's were crossed, I's were dotted. Everything kind of was aligned for this to make so much more sense than you know just a Halloween party. There's a lot of storyline behind. I'm super, super excited to 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 do this thing every day. I'm just kind of xing off my calendar and mm. getting as we get closer and closer to hoodie weather. That's it. That's it. Once hoodie weather comes, it's officially Halloween. Yeah, for yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. My yeah. favorite season. Oh yeah, and uh, and anything that people might be surprised to hear about you that they may not know, already know. Um, anything I'd be surprised. Well, how about this? I, I think this is a fun little Easter egg. I'll yeah. I'll go into about how me and and Fred connected. Uh, okay. Originally. I think this would be a fun Easter egg. You know, you just never know uh, what will happen. And at the time, it was 2020, March, and I unfortunately, you know, got laid off from my job at Voltage Lounge, mm. which is music venue. So obviously, you know, that's understandable. It's a pandemic. So I kind of thought like, oh, man, am I ever going to see a show again? You know, it's like, yeah, everybody remembers what the world was like in March and April and June. It was it was very bleak. Uh, for everybody in the music industry, just even myself, uh, I mean, you know, I, I honestly, even though, you know, I had a lot of success with Saturn Bougie and with Voltage, I had a ton of success and it was, you know, I, I thought I would always be secure and have a job in the music industry in 2020. And I tell you, that was the first time I thought like, man, I, I might really be done with the music industry. I'm going to have to hmm. like get a normal job, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. like do the old nine to five thing again. And yeah. You know, and a lot of friends of mine, like they, you know, that worked in the music industry for a long time, some of them did. And, and when the world opened up uh, back up, they never went back into the music industry. Wow. It was extremely tough for everybody, uh, everybody who's, uh, you know, either you're a band, artist, you just work at a club. It was it was tough for all of us. So strangely enough, a, a buddy of mine invited me to a game of Call of Duty with Fred. And that's how it started. And, Get out of here. In Fred's schedule, my schedule before the pandemic, I, we we both like. I can't speak for him, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was very busy. But I I don't have the time to play video games. Right, right, you know, I, right. I barely had the time to play video games. It, it'd be a once in a while thing. But <laughs> what, when you're uh, at home in a pandemic, what else is there to do? So right. You end up playing for hours and talking for hours and every day for months and months and months on hand um, uh, so what i thought was uh, a really potential life-changing for the for the worst outcome where you know man there's a pandemic people are sick people are dying people are losing their jobs businesses are shutting down and i don't know if i'll you know you know ever be the same or if anything positive will come out of this i was very fortunate enough to connect with fred and, and uh you know partner with him and do some hopefully very special stuff in the future unreal amazing so, so, yeah, so it's, me, it's uh, really incredible yeah so let me ask you an important question then sure is fred durst good at call of duty or what oh he's pretty damn good yeah <laughs> freddie's Freddy, got a shot that's so shot. funny <laughs> i you know what like and it's so funny like there's some days we play so damn long 
that we just didn't even care about playing. We would just sit there and bullshit. For yeah. Hours. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just sit there with the game sitting on the line. Just sit there and talk. Just oh, great. It, 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 was, it, it, it was really honestly, you know, it was great uh, during a, such a time that was like, man, life just fucking sucks. Yeah. To, to, you know, spend that time with friends in L.A., you know, Philly, and you got, you know, we play with another friend in Canada. We just all sit there and talk and see mm. a man from across the country, the world, able to kind of like, you know, go into our own little box and forget about everything that's going on. So, you know, it was, it was really, for me, it was, you know, it was, it was huge. I yeah. mean, you know, our, it was, it was, it was really nice. It, uh, helped me get through some dark time times for sure. Good. I'm so happy to hear that. Really. Yeah. That's awesome. And yes, the man can, the man can certainly play some Warzone. Yeah. That's if I did. He, he loves his grenades. <laughs> grenades and rocket launchers. To, to other people playing against him know it's Red Durst. They know that like some random player. That he's going uh, against. You know what? He no, yes and no. Yeah. Right? I, I I think there's some people that come in there and they're like, oh yes, this is Freddie. But it's it's nice when he talks to say somebody who's like you know much younger. Maybe they're like 12, 13 years old. <laughs> LB was never on their radar, and these kids will never know that they were playing with Fred. Oh my God! And, like, and he's and Fred's such a sweetheart. Yeah. It's really, it's really. Yeah. That's I think is one of the funniest things mm, and maybe mm. one day they'll find out yeah yeah <laughs> amazing like the biggest rock star of like our generation and there he's playing with these kids who have no idea it's great yeah i mean it's great. you know check it out on you know even on the new record uh out of style out yeah of style has the, has the line like a war zone got these campers all around me it's so funny there it is so funny look at that <laughs> yep, everything connects. Yeah. So speaking of bands, you're in a band yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I've been in a band for my goodness, twenty years now. I'm 36. How times this fly? So mm. yeah, I I started a band when I was in high school. I was 15, 14, 15. It's like two year 2000, something like that. Yeah, year 2000. Started a band and didn't really think much of it. Just started writing some tunes, and next thing you know, like somehow, some way. We, we all get way better at our instruments at some point and uh, yeah. ended up, we're fortunate enough to sign a record deal with a record label called Life Force Records uh, in 2008 and put out an album. Uh, my band left to vanish. I don't know if I mentioned that, but yeah, we, we put out a record. We did a lot, a lot of touring, a lot of touring. Um, I think there was like two years straight hmm. span where we would tour for like three months, be home for three weeks, go back on tour wow. for another two months come back home for two months, go back on tour for three months. We would just do that whole thing where basically none of us can ever hold jobs. You know, we were constantly working temp job after temp job. We were kids. We, you know, we barely had, you know, any money. Um, but we were doing the grind. You know, we were fortunate enough to sign that record label and our, our album came out uh, versus the throne 2008 hot topic, Best Buy. And man, right <laughs> there, I will tell you what, I thought I was a rock star. That was it. Everything was going up and up. But that's not all it takes. There's a lot more you need to do. I'm sure. Um, to climb the ladder, to get up there. And it's, it's, it's grueling, man. Touring, you know, your stuff is in a small van, conversion van, likely with five, six people, sometimes seven. 
if you're unlucky and you have a trailer, everything's smushed in, you're making like a hundred bucks a night playing in front of like three, 400 people. Sometimes you're not as fortunate and you play Des Moines, Iowa on a Tuesday and there's four people. One guy's sitting there at the bar, barely paying attention, Jeez. you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's not all like, you know, you can have your record and, you know, stores and see it there on the shelf and be like, I made it, I made it. No, that's, couldn't be further from the truth. There's just so much more to it. And I think we, we disbanded in 2012. The touring just got really overwhelming. It was just so hard to like, honestly, like you got to pay bills. You need to make money. You know, you got to work a job. Jobs won't hire you because you're touring. So there, there you know, came mm-hmm. a point where we had to disband and um, get real jobs. And But yeah, but to this day, um, we kind of, reunited back in like 2016 17 put out a new record uh a buddy of mine bob from a band called life once lost they had some success uh better than left of vanish at the time they they did Ozfest in the past okay. they were touring with bands like i think war and shit they had some success and they were kind of moving places. And so we recruited him hmm. um, to take over lead vocals and we put out a record in 2017 called Dethroned. We didn't have any big plans to do any major touring, but we, we wanted to write new music and get together. That's, you know, when you're, you're so much older, you have, you know, you have new ideas. You, you can kind of play your instruments a little better because, you know, you're just that much wiser about <laughs> writing songs. So, right. yeah, yeah, we were always, I think, listening to our old stuff where we are like, and we're like, man, we were just kids when we wrote that. No wonder why it sucked. And we're like, we could probably do so much better now. So right, right, right. That's what we decided to do. And yeah, we're still going to this day. Uh, it's more of a studio project. We play shows here and there. Yeah, even our most recent, uh, one of our more recent releases, I think, over the pandemic, actually. Um, it's, the, it's the thing about the pandemic, man. It's crazy how many you know musicians and people in the industry you're going to meet because people have the free time that they just never had Mm -hmm. before right another one of those people i got to connect uh with jesse leach of kill switch engage and um he was nice enough to to spare some of his time to come down from new york and record a song with us featured on a track and he even shot a music video with us so um yeah that would have never ever have happened uh, if it wasn't for the downtime in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was really cool. It was really, it's, it, it's, like I said, it was, it was also nice to kind of, like I said, just still try to be creative. And I love music. I, I've always considered myself a musician, even though I work in the music industry yeah. uh, behind the curtain, so to speak. But I, I've always loved the stage and having that create, you know, be able to be creative, put on a show, so to speak. That's also why I kind of got into the DJing thing. Yeah definitely well like it all it's amazing how like something so unfortunate with the pandemic turned into like great things for musicians down the road and stuck it out i just you know like it's it's just in a way to say it's just it kind of gave people time to re uh, some people especially in it to reevaluate or Mm. you know to, to make you know those connections with people that before you know didn't have the time to really connect so for me in the music industry which i'm telling you what march 12th to 2020 i don't think i've ever been more bummed just like thinking about all the shows we had to postpone or cancel i thought at the time honestly uh that like man maybe in three months everything will be back in normal we're just going to reschedule everything 
boy was i wrong and i man it was yeah it was pretty dark for us dark times for us i mean just everybody personally mental health wise but you know in the the job industry of the music industry my goodness oh i didn't think we'd ever ever get back to it Mm. well i'm glad you did and it's coming back big uh i have a few more questions if you had the time i know uh you're busy over there but if you have a few more minutes sure yeah all right great so where do you see the future of sad and bougie in like five years from now that's a great question if i knew the future of sad and bougie five years from now i'd be very rich <laughs> uh I, I i don't know i i honestly it's not all uh sunshine and rainbows you know having mm-hmm. this party that's kind of a trend thing you know I've, I've seen a lot of trends come and go just even the past you know year and change like there's parties that drop out of nowhere on the scene like there's a uh, now this new shrek ra- rave that's like uh going across the country and selling out clubs you know it's okay things just strike it you know at the weirdest times and just hit so you know like there's been times in sad and bougie where like you know it's honestly it's like man like i don't know people really like email anymore like i just don't see like mm. the kind of excitement and then there's just other times where it's like oh no this is like a really big thing and such and such wants to you know do this party and there's 400 people in there this place is packed everybody's singing it's there it's really honestly um as fred would say himself peaks and valleys yeah um yeah you know and it's it's and it's like that probably with any business i imagine so yeah i mean i'm hoping in the future um we just continue to build and we, we can get out to more and more markets. I would love to go overseas with this thing. You know, we, we started toying around with the idea with, you know, Sad and Bougie when we started, it was an emo and rap party. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we started playing around with the idea. Well, what if we, you know, we want to play like 2000s music. So we want to play 90s music. We, we want to do a bunch of different things. We just don't want to just be stuck with emo and rap. So we started toying around with the idea of doing like, sad and bougie presents and then doing like a new fun concept it's like kind of a one-off thing like we did a are we are doing uh depending on when this podcast comes out on september 30th in philadelphia a party called dad rock so now be okay. sad and bougie presents dad rock and the in the vibe of that and once once again it goes into my crazy idea of building universes at parties is you know i'm gonna have full out dad decked gear and have a grill on the stage that's going to be a a, <laughs> a, a, a dj deck i'm going to be okay. flipping fake burgers at people <laughs> i'm going to have the apron uh the, the the nike monarchs some people will argue that the new balance uh is more of the dad shoe but i'm going to go with the more like dressed up dad who doesn't have grass stains on his shoe and go more for the nike monarch vibe <laughs> okay. and and i'm going to have the stage decked out in astroturf um, a little grill that's going to be converted to a disco ball that's also going to have a little red hazer and uh, smoke coming out to make it look like the grill is on. Like, I like to build universes with my parties. I, mm. You know, I want it to be experienced. I want you, when you're going there, I want you to be able to take videos, pictures. So, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, take sad and bougie and build all these little, you know, that's like the umbrella brand and we're building all these lo- other little things under it. Um, and that's like sad and bougie presents uh, Freddie D's house party of ours. So, build all these other universes under that and you know spread this thing more out across the country be more active across the country uh build a bigger team get you know get more people involved and 
you know, hopefully, you know, take this thing to overseas eventually. Nice. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate enough where we have residencies and uh, a lot of clubs up here in the Northeast currently. And we've been to L.A., Nashville, Atlanta, um, Sacramento, Detroit, Cleveland. So we've been around uh, the country a little bit. Uh, but we'd like to expand on that more and be more consistently. And that's where I'd like to see the, the brand involved. Um, and that's where I hope we are in five years. Okay, well, anything we can do on our end here at the Anything Else podcast, we are definitely going to do to uh, to help make that happen for you. For sure. Oh, I appreciate that. Really. Thank you. 100%. And uh, any other band or artist that you'd love to work with that you haven't yet? Oh, man. Oh, uh, band or artist I'd love to work with that I haven't yet. Man, I don't... That is a tough question. <laughs> goodness, goodness. I mean, I already have. I, I'm already working with Freddie. Who else would I? Uh, that's what I'm talking about. You that's know what I mean? It. That's, that's really all you need. That's so, it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like. I, it, some things just happen ser- serendipitously. Like, I'll catch my email one day, and it's like, oh my God, this is fantastic that, you know, such and such is available. I would love to work with them. Yeah, right. You know, it's, that's, that's the beauty of it. Some of it, I just, it just, just happens by surprise. The universe just kind of, uh, takes me there. So before in the past, I always really wanted to work with DMX and unfortunately he's mm. no longer with us. And, uh, he was on my bucket list for a long, 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 long time. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolute legend. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, Bloodhound Gang is actually another fun one. Okay. The group. Back in the 2000s, had a couple smasher hits. I think that band is super fun. Always wanted to do something with them, but my goodness, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Freddie, sure. that's all I need. Uh, that that's it. And yeah, from there, I mean, I don't know. It might be hard to top him, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah, with, with <laughs> the places you're going, though. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, who, actually, who knows? Yeah. I you're said, right. You're right. yeah. Who knows? I saw DMX perform, oh man, this is like 15 years ago in the city, BB Kings, and he was supposed to play at like, it was like 10 o'clock, he got on stage like 2 a.m., he was like four hours oh. late, but listen, it's DMX, you know, he can he can do stuff yes, like that. Yeah. Absolutely, but, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, I'd say just a fun story, one one time uh, DMX was playing at the uh, TLA here in Philly, within the last few years, it was, right, it was a couple of years before he passed mm-hmm. away. And we're sitting there, and he's supposed to be on, I think, at 11. And um, my buddy who booked the show looks over at me. He's like, ah. looking at his watch. He's like, oh. he's getting, and he's the one who booked the show. He's getting kind of nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Well, you want me to? You want me to check in for you? I can. I can make a call. I, I know. It, it's. He's it's like, do you, can you do that for me? Like, sure, can. And was able to, you know, loop in uh, the guy who booked the show with the agent to, you know get an update and, wow. uh, i tell you what man that what that show was i mean the energy yeah i don't care how long you're waiting you could be waiting till 2 3 a.m oh yeah we did he gets up on that stage and no wide. nobody cared everyone stayed nobody oh, cared yeah you are wide awake yeah fired up so oh, yeah sure. it was, he always puts on a great show and that's you know obviously <laughs> it's what you know he's been one of my uh bucket list guys for nice. a long 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 time yeah, but uh, but hey, you do have Craig Owens coming up. That's that's big time. Craig Owens coming up. He's um, you know, this podcast might be passed. Okay, uh, but that's yeah, sixteenth, seventeenth, DC at Union Stage and Wilmington at the Queen, and then 
we also we also are doing some dates with uh, Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath. Nice. Um, we are doing the 18th at Horseheads, New York, uh, at a venue called The L. And yes, when this podcast uh, comes out, uh, it will already be announced. But on November 19th, we are hosting our three-year anniversary um, at the Franklin Music Hall in Philadelphia, which the Franklin Music Hall used to be the Electric Factory for those who might be familiar. We'll have Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath performing. We'll be playing Under Oath jams wow. uh, as well as the Almost jams. And we also have Hello Goodbye. He's a good friend of the party. He is a regular. I absolutely. He is a party himself. <laughs> okay. And uh, we're excited to have him back. Um, and he'll be performing live as well. And we're still filling the bill. We still have other special nice. guests that we currently are in the works with uh, joining the bill for our three-year anniversary party at the Franklin Music Hall in Philadelphia on uh, November 19th. Perfect. Have you ever thought about the starting line? I know they're from Philly. Of course, yeah. yeah of course, yeah. of course. That's Actually, Philly, um, their manager uh, is the same manager for Under Oath. Okay. And uh, that's a relationship we are, we already have. So, yeah, nice. it's just... It's all about when schedules align. It yep. makes sense. You know, sometimes those relationships are there and those connections are there, but um, schedules need to make sense. So, yeah, yeah I, you know, of course, the starting line, they're legends. For sure. Um, Big fan, yeah. They, they actually, every year in uh, Philly, as they have a reunion show. It's usually a holiday show, it's, mm-hmm. and it's also at the Franklin Music Hall. Yeah, that'd be big. I, I know they, they do some uh, Jersey shows, too, at, at Starland. <clears throat> yeah, Starland. Yep, yeah, I know they they've, they've done well. a bunch yep, there. So Nice. Yep. Well, that'd be a good collab also for you. Of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We love the starting line. Nice. Uh, you know, so does the audience. They know every every single word. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've gotten to know them over the years as well, so I'm pretty uh, cool with all them guys too. So I, I would love it if, if you connected with them. Definitely. For sure. So, all right. Yeah, one... I think we got a 11. We also have a, 11, a November 12th in Baltimore at a, at a club called Auto Bar. It's actually my, it's, it's kind of risky to say or kind of dangerous to say, but it's my, <laughs> one of my favorite clubs in the country. Really? Like, love Auto Bar. That's a big uh, statement. Literally, it is. Yeah, it's a big statement considering I'm from Philly and um, ranting or raving about a Baltimore club, but <laughs> it feels like a bit of my old venue that shut down so it has that sort of personality okay it's everything it has everything i wish that my club at the time had gotcha um absolutely love that venue we've been there probably 10 times in the past Mm. three years and we'll we'll be back there on november 12th for our last party of 2022 with uh our buddies uh once again another sadabuji regular state champs nice jeez you get all the all the just everything that we grew up with and listen sadabuji knows how to throw a party yeah man for sure you sure do i used to always say there's no party like a limp biscuit party but i might have to uh reconsider that now you are absolutely right i have actually you know it's funny i i have never been to a biscuit party until the still uh until the still sucks tour. really um yeah i i back in 2003 i wanted to see them so bad in the summer sanatorium uh, yeah tour. i was there with metallica and lincoln park uh, and yeah 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 i was i think it was just a thing of like funds at the time i was probably in high school and just didn't have that sort of that quiche to have do you know that was the first concert i ever spent over a hundred dollars on a ticket my first one ever exactly it was that's that's yeah pretty i remember that that's yeah that's a lot of hours at the gas station (laughs) uh, 
yeah so i couldn't i couldn't unfortunately swing it mm. so i was a total bummer and uh you know fortunately and my goodness i'm telling you it is uh this is and it's another reason why you know me and fred's universe works so well wow you know they are a total party you know make mm-hmm. no doubt about it i mean they put on a great show but people are just unhinged they are he, they, i've never seen the type of energy that i've had a blast i mean it just i during that set had me just find myself at the bar like i need another i'm getting around <laughs> and, you know it's it is so much fun it yeah really no party like a lip biscuit party for and, sure uh, i'm so you know so so pumped to to do this collab with fred and bring our two worlds together and yeah, man. make for the most hopefully epic party of all time yep oh it's gonna be i have no doubts no doubt yeah so i guess too like in a second too to clarify to a lot of people have been asking like, what can we expect at this party like music wise sonically wise like yeah you know we me and Fred were talking 90s you know 2000s came up so a lot of 90s 2005 with your you know your typical um halloween bangers that you hear at almost every halloween party we want to make sure we we you don't miss out on those either i'll be djing throughout the night saturday you will be djing throughout the night and nice. uh Freddie, you know, will come out uh, like the great pumpkin. We'll just unleash him on the crowd, and he will be our host throughout the night. He will be our hype man. He's going to jump behind the DJ uh, wheels of steel at some point, and uh, he'll at some point get our, our, our you know, get the playlist uh, going great. for the evening. So, so good. That's a little something to expect for people that have been like, ah, so. just ask me the, 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 uh, the million dollar question what type of music are we going to be playing? Yeah. So, if that helps clarify yeah so now so can we can we clarify something else because i've people have been asking me this too and i've been to some parties where it's like oh this this person's gonna you know be hosting this that they'll show up two hours late be there five minutes and they're gone yeah so so tell us now that fred is gonna be there and i I, listen i know he will but tell everyone (laughs) fred ain't going nowhere absolutely (laughs) yeah it is his party yeah Um, yeah he will be there. He will be your, your your guide and host throughout the evening. Nice. Um, like I said, he'll he'll be getting you amped up. I, I believe he even wants to get. Uh, last I spoke with him about it. On uh, I, he wants to get a little uh, dance line going. So okay. He's gonna be okay. doing some uh, <laughs> choreographing and some directing and That's great. Uh, making sure people are are moving on that dance floor and then. Perfect. Um, Can't when, wait. When he's feeling it, when the time is right, he's mm. gonna hop behind the wheels and spin some hits for you. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's you couldn't ask for a better party host. Yeah, you 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 will not absolutely be disappointed mm. whatsoever. Well, I have one last question for you, Sean. Sure, shoot. So, in a hundred years from now, right when it's all said and done, and, and we're gone, we moved on to a better place. What do you want people to remember the name Sean Salmez? Jeez, Louise. You know what's funny? As this thing kind of goes on, I, I, you know, I kind of like being a bit in the shadows, like, you know, not easily recognizable or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't ever wish to be famous, you know. I, I just, I hope that uh, people in the music industry, and, you know, are like, you know what, or, uh, fans could be like, I mean, there'll be no live fans at that point, 100 years from now, Jesus Christ. Unless I'm DJing, I could be DJing at age 70, 80, I guess. Yeah, you can. You can, and for then sure. And maybe there's somebody that's like 21 years old at the party. Does that math that up? I'd be so... It could be. I don't know. My math is terrible. It's not good. But <laughs> I just hope that, you know, like, 
Man, that guy threw one hell of a party. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, what I hope to accomplish, you know. When you throw parties or events in general, it's, you know, you're kind of putting people in this in this world, with, you know, it could be four walls, could be outdoors, whatever the case may be. You're kind of boxed in where you forget about all, you know, all the outside shit, you know, jobs, mm-hmm. works, relationships, whatever the case may be. You're just, you know, remember that, you know, it like, I had a great time and I made a memory that night. I met, you know, my future wife, husband, I met my best friend. I puked for my first time off the side of a boat. <laughs> Whatever the memory may be, I yeah. just hope that uh, I can uh, have a part in creating that with you. And that to me is, will keep, you know, hopefully yeah. a little bit of whatever legacy I have in 100 years alive. Yeah. For sure. Well, awesome. I mean, I'm going to do, like I said, whatever I can to make that happen for everyone out there. Get them to this event. Get them to all your events. And sure. just super Greg, excited. Can I ask you a question? Uh, yeah, go for it. This might be the first question that somebody's asked me on the show, but I'm, I'm with it. Listen, anything goes, so go go with it. Anything goes, right. why, why the Winnie the Pooh costume? Why the Winnie the Pooh costume? That is a great question. <laughs> So this, I can make a long story short for you if you want. Okay. So basically this goes back since the, since the 90s. I'm a little bit older than you, not much older, but, you know, okay. love music, been doing it. You know, tried the band thing, didn't work out. So always want to be a part of music, did the, did the college radio station, all that stuff. And I had my brother's car at the time and I was going to see my friend's band play at a local show. Okay. So I have his car. I go in the trunk. Didn't even know, but I saw this Winnie the Pooh costume in my brother's trunk. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to throw this. It's a small little venue, like a bar, you know, 100 people there, whatever. So I'm going to take the costume, throw it on, run in there and like mess with them during their set and make them mess up their set. You know, j- just just to, to clown around. Okay. So I throw it in. They take the stage. They're on stage. I run in, mess with them, and they love it. They're like, that was the greatest thing. We love it. Do it out next show. Do the next show. So I'm from Staten Island in New York and bands around Staten Island started like, I don't know, seeing that and inviting me to their shows and inviting me. And it kind of picked up around Staten Island like, oh, look at this guy. It's awesome. You know, and when I would go, I'd like kind of bring the entertainment with me and, and make their shows good. And it kind of just picked up. So I was like, man, there's some traction behind this. You know, like you said, it's just something silly that you don't think is going to be big. Exactly. So you, you never know. Yep. So Limp Bizkit has been like my number one for like ever. And they will come yeah. to New York. And I said, I'm doing it. I'm wearing this thing. I'm going to see Limp Bizkit. I need to meet Fred. Whatever I can to meet Fred, I'm going to do it. And I go to their and show. And this show is, <laughs> I'm going to age myself here, but it was streamed live on AOL back in the day across the oh, country. Man. Yeah. AOL streamed live across the country. Free show, New York City. So I go, Fred Durst pulls me up on stage for the song My Way, Uh and that was it. It just took off. I was like... ever since then. Ever since then, yeah. And Rolling Stones reached out to me that night. They interviewed me. I was in Rolling Stones magazine, and it was crazy. Like, MTV reached out. It was was nuts. And since then, I'm like... So ever since then. Yeah, like how how Freddie D did it for you. Like, just bringing me up on stage, being like, wow, look at this this kid. He like I don't know overnight I was just like the coolest kid in the world. That's amazing. And That's yeah, great. 
And that was it. Something so silly. Didn't think anything of it. Was just messing around with friends. And yeah. 20-something yeah. years later, it's it's still a thing because of him, really. Because of Fred Durst. Yeah. Absolutely. So, no, that's amazing. I love, I love hearing that story. Yeah. That's, it, was, it was really nice. Yeah, you never know, man. It, yep. it, you know, seriously. You know, thank you for having me and, and, and like, congrats on your 150 episode. Of I feel course. like I should have interviewing you for your <laughs> Well, I guess you kind of did. Yeah, we've been doing this a while, and I'm telling you, this for me, this is like the stories you told me, and it, it's the biggest thing I had so far. And I actually had, um, one of Under Oath's managers and, and Starting Line's manager, he was on one episode a while back. Perfect. So, uh, you know, I'm big. Starting Line guys know me too. I'm big with them. And this is even right up there with them or even tops it just because Fred Durst is oh, like. I don't know about that. I'm telling you, for me, for me personally, it is. It's like number one. So. That's very nice. Yeah. So I appreciate your time. And anything you'd like to say to your fans and supporters of Sad and Bougie? And, and where could people find the latest information on your events? Because I know you have so much coming up. So. Website, yeah, so social media. Sadabuji.com. You can go to sadabuji.com. Um, the website's still being worked on. It probably will be still by the time this interview is out. So um, you can kind of click on that. It will take you to a link tree where um, we'll have all our upcoming tour dates on it. So depending where you're listening from, you know, maybe we'll have a uh, party in your neighborhood. Come check it out. You know, we're doing Freddie D's House Party of Horrors, 50% sold out currently. So really hope to see everybody there it's going to be a little different than your typical sad and bougie party for people who normally go like we, we touched on earlier but um yeah we just loved it you know see me whoever come, you know is hearing this and comes out come check out a party sad and all right love it love it love it and uh yeah I'll, I'll send you the clip of uh fred pulling me up on stage aol Perfect. I'll send you a link. And uh, was it Randy that that you deal with with Under Oath and Starting Line? It is Randy. Yeah, yeah. So he was on an episode. We had him on. I'll send you that episode too. Yeah, I'd like to check it out. For sure, definitely. Well, Sean, really, thank you so much. We really appreciate this. This is so awesome. And thank uh, you, Greg. I appreciate it. I gotta say, this year, October twenty second, you're giving me the best birthday party in the world because that's my actual birthday that day. No kidding. It is for sure. I'll send you my license. I'll show you Saturday, October 22nd. <laughs> it's my birthday. And every year we try to do something big and it's always a flop, but I know this won't be. So you're really doing oh. it big. So. My goodness, you're going you're gonna to need a lifeboat back to <laughs> So uh, please t- tell, tell Fred I said hi, send him my love, and that I'm looking yeah. forward to, uh, to partying with him on my birthday this year in Philly. Let's go. Make sure you get that suit dry clean. For sure. We'll see about that. I don't know. Maybe I will. <laughs> All right. Well, you, listen, Sean, you have lifelong supporters here with us and fans, and you're welcome back on the podcast anytime. Anytime you have an event coming up, you want to jump on, even if it's a five, ten minute thing, just say what's going on. We'll, we'll, we'll get it on, really, anytime. Awesome. Thank you so much, and uh, hey, we'll see you soon. All right, Greg. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Oh yeah, this is my number one Limp Bizkit song, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. I know why <clears throat> this is your favorite song. Why is that? Because I know that it was dedicated to me when we first met. When we first met and still 13 years later. I am a psycho female. <laughs> so quick, quick, quick funny story about this. And I may have said this before in the podcast i don't know okay but back in the day i worked at Dwayne reed 
Right, yeah. As a one-hour photo guy. Yeah. And I would develop the disposable cameras and this and that. Yeah. And my, I guess, department, my section, whatever, had a phone that I can call out to people. Right. Because I had to call people if there was a problem with the photos or if, like, we developed them and it's been, like, three weeks and I haven't picked them up. Yeah, I had to call yeah, them yeah. back, hey, you know, your picture ready, this, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... This was before, like, smartphones, and this mm-hmm. is, oh, man, I don't know, 20 years ago. And there were cell phones, but no smartphones, no, like, I don't yeah. know, whatever. YouTube was before that. Right. So I think I told you this, but mm-hmm. I would, when I was home, right, yeah. I would call my phone from my house, <laughs> yes. right, call my cell phone, wait for the voice message to pick up. Right. And it would be a three-minute voice message, and I would just play this. This song on my phone. Right. And then when I was at work, I would call my phone from that and like work play number voicemail. on speaker and I would just play that song. Over and over again? Oh, yeah. All, my whole... Uh, That's hysterical. Yeah. And then eventually I would like do Another other... Song, yeah, yeah, from that album and $3 Bill, y'all, and Sniffing Album and all that. But filled your voicemail up. I would. It yeah. just like the album. That's funny. Your That's voicemail would, is still full. Yeah, it still is probably with this album. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gone through them in forever, but probably. <laughs> right. Anyway, so yeah, funny story. But hey, Sean, sad and bougie. Yes. October 22nd, make sure you get there. And what a great story. Oh my God. Of how he got started and all that. And, Amazing. And like to still be like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Like to be like, I don't care, COVID, all this stuff. Yep. Like I'm doing it, making it happen and then making it happen. Like yes. big too. Yes, yes. And you know what this reminds me of? What? The Tom Brady Chinese farmer story. Yeah, this is, I swear, and it's, listen, we love Tom Brady. We're like marks for Tom Brady. Yeah. But even if this wasn't Tom Brady who said the story, it is an amazing and like powerful yeah, just, kind yeah. of story. Uh, so. It basically comes down to like the butterfly effect. Yeah, and pretty and much that. Do, do you want to tell the story? I, it's, the up Brady. To you. it's up to you. You can tell well, if you want. It's just something that like the worst things in the world could actually be, you know, a blessing in disguise. Right. And the greatest things in the world could actually be awful in the end. Yeah. So almost like when people win a lottery and then their life goes down. spirals down. Right. Yeah. yeah. And all right. So real quick, I'll tell the story quick. Mm-hmm. So Tom Brady said this is one of the stories that like, I don't know, stayed with him. Yeah. And, he and, heard years yeah. ago. And, and it always stuck with him. So it's from years, years, years ago. It's about a Chinese farmer. And this kind of reminded me when Sean was saying about COVID and mm-hmm. he lost his job and he's like, oh, this could be the end of everything. And it's like one of the worst things in the world just, I don't know, turned around and, and look what he yeah, turned it into. So this Chinese farmer, right? He had a farm and he had animals and he had a horse. And this horse ran away one day. And without the horse, like his farm is just, he's losing all this money and this and that. And all the neighbors came to him and they're like, we are so sorry about your horse. We feel terrible. It ran away. And, you know, it's just so terrible. And the Chinese farmer said, maybe. The next day, the horse comes running back home with 10 horses. Mm -hmm. So there's 11 horses out of nowhere. And all the neighbors like, this is incredible. This is crazy. They all go back to Chinese farm. They're like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, you had no horses. Today, you have 11. This is the greatest thing. You're going to be so rich. You're going to make so much money. And the Chinese farmer said, maybe. So then the son starts training these horses and this and that and working with the horses. And all of a sudden, the son starts riding a horse. 
So he's riding a horse and the son falls, breaks his arm. Right. So the neighbors come back. Farmer, we're so sorry to hear about your son. He broke his arm. That's terrible. It's, you know, horrible. What happened to him? The farmer says, maybe. So a couple of days later, the recruitment of the war draft comes. And they knock on the door and they come to get the son. And they see the son who has a broken arm and they don't take him. Right. Because he's injured. Yep. So all the neighbors come running back. This is unbelievable. Your son is safe. He's with you. And the farmer says, maybe. Right. So it just shows that things that look great could be horrible. Yeah. And things that look horrible really could end up, I mean, saving your life in a way. But exactly. Becoming something great. Yep. And during COVID and the world shuts down and Sean thought that like this could be the end of his career and all that. And what happens? He Look gets linked up with Fred Durst through Call of Duty. Yeah. How wild. <laughs> who, like, who in the world would have thought? Right, right. Crazy. So it's amazing. And Sean's just such a good guy. So passionate. And mm-hmm. he just lives for music. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, and he has one hell of a work ethic, I'll tell he you that. He sure does. Because some people would have been like, oh, you know, I just, I don't want to like restart. Yeah, exactly. And, he did, and it's like better yep. than ever. Which, oh my again, goodness. Again, it's like, it's a, not a good, obviously COVID wasn't a good thing. Mm-hmm. But in this aspect, it's like, well, it was almost a good thing that it happened to him because now he's, look what he's doing. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. I don't know. And Sad and Bougie is going to be celebrating their three year anniversary. Crazy. And in just three years, look where he is. That's crazy. And now he has Fred Durst. He had all these other artists and musicians jumping on board and partying and celebrating. Yeah. And who knows, in three more years, five more years, ten more years, they're going to take over. And we could be like, we knew them before. Yes. I mean, they're already cool, but you no. know what I mean. <laughs> no. And you know what? Like, Sean said his goal for Sad and Bougie in the future is to build a bigger and better team. And go. get more people involved. Nice. Well, Sean, you have us on board. <laughs> yes. You do. We'll always be here to support and yes. help and whatever else. The Anything Goes podcast, we're officially on board. <laughs> and anything Where you want. We are a part of the Sad and Bougie family. For sure. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, really, listen. Anytime you want that Pooh Bear costume dusted off. Oh, yeah. And representing at a Sad and Bougie party, I'm there. Oh, that's... I am? Yeah, definitely. No questions asked. That's it. Uh, I lived that emo scene for... <laughs> I did for 20 years. Oh, and I know. he had, you know, Under Oath and all these bands. And he talked He talked starting line. Like, that's my life. And I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah. So anytime you want Pooh Bear to represent, I'll be there. And we'll party like it's 1999. <laughs> yes. Love it. So I guess, uh, I guess that's that. Yeah. So, Sean, thank you so much for being a part of our 150th episode. It means the world to us. Oh, yeah. And I really couldn't think of a, I don't know, just a bigger situation and scenario to have than than this. Yeah. And we will also talk about it after. Yeah, for sure. We are definitely, definitely going to have a follow-up episode and talk about our experience at the party and the event and just let people know how awesome it is. Yeah. Because there's going to be plenty of other parties that you throw and people should check it out yeah for real so yeah uh if you're into the music scene and all that i mean this is this is the party to be at and it's on a boat and it's on a boat it's <laughs> halloween they're having scare actors 
I'm having so decorations. Excited. This is like, this is it. Like, this is, if I could literally have any birthday party like planned, this would be it. Right. A Fred Durst hosted Halloween party. This is like, you're literally like, the, I feel like the next day, probably because we'll be so exhausted also, you're going to be like, was that a dream? Yeah. Because like, that sounds like a dream. Yeah. It sounds like, I had a dream last night that we were on a boat at a party. There were <laughs> scare actors scaring us and Fred Durst was there. Yeah. And there were Halloween decorations. Right? And it's crazy, but yeah. I just can't wait. I've been like checking the calendar every day and counting down <laughs> putting x's on the calendar yeah i never really counted down so much my birthday ever but i'm just super excited for this yeah, yeah. and we'll be there so really everybody come this is just going to be something that is going to be spoken about forever yes so sean keep doing your thing once again for real we got you forever we're supporting you yes come on the show anytime to talk about what you're doing and that's it. And this isn't going to be the last party we're at neither. Nope. So you'll be seeing more yeah. of Greg and Alex and Winnie the Pooh. You got to come to our home turf. Yeah, for sure. Work way down here. Come do it out here in the uh, tri-state area. Yeah. Make it happen. We, we have a few, uh, a few venues that we could speak with. Yeah, I think with. there's a couple over here. Yeah. <laughs> so let's make it happen out here. Yeah, that'd be cool. New York City, New Jersey. Uh, I know the Stodden Line loves playing out here, so... They do. They, they sure do. pretty much do every year for their Christmas show. Well, yeah. now their Christmas show kind of moved. Yeah, well, it's like combination of, yes. of Philly and, and New Jersey, so... Yeah. yeah. But, all right, that's that. We're going to edit here. We're going to stop now so people can, yes. can go on the website and order the tickets for October 22nd. We will see you there. Once again, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Hit us up. Let us know. What time you're going to the party? <laughs> and if you have any questions, it will direct you to the right people. For sure. And it's a costume party, so make sure you dress up. I am so excited to dress up. I haven't <laughs> dressed up for Halloween in like 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm very like on board for it. <laughs> all right. So hit us up. Let us know what you think. So that's that. Once again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for making it 150 episodes with us. Yeah. We really do it because of you guys, and we love hearing from you, and that gets us through every episode every week. It sure does. All the, all the work we put in, it's worth it when we hear yeah, the feedback. it's true. So thank you. Once again, I am Greg, a.k.a. Crazy Greg, a.k.a. Pooh Bear, and you are? I am still Alex after 150 episodes. <laughs> all right. So happy October, everyone. Woo. And we'll see you in Philly on my birthday. Sad and bougie, we out. So until next time, be good, be crazy, and we'll see you real soon. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Anything Goes podcast with Greg and Alex. See you real soon. Suckers.